In today's podcast, we're going to discuss disrespectful children. What does it mean to have respect in a family? Welcome to the Art of Raising Humans. Hello, and welcome to episode 53 of the Art of Raising Humans. I'm Kyle. And I'm Sarah. And today we want to discuss what it means to be a respectful kid. I know so many parents that you and I talk to, Sarah, um, a big trigger for them is disrespect. Yeah, definitely. You know, a lot of them will be like, oh, my kid's been so disrespectful. Or I can't. And, and a lot of times they'll present it that way. And many times I'm, I'm kind of left a little confused about what they mean by disrespectful because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hear a parent say that, but many of them will give a hundred different examples. And, you know, some are the same, some overlap, some are really different. So I think it's important. What I want to do in this podcast today is it's it's we're passionate about raising respectful kids as well right right, right. i think it's important for human relationships i think it's important Even for society between you and yeah. i between mm-hmm. our friends you know obviously i wouldn't want to be friends with someone who was being quote unquote disrespectful to yeah. me or speaking to me in a in a tone or a disrespect you know that would be a yeah. huge turnoff to like no thanks i don't need your friendship and so obviously we want success for our children we want that I, we want them to know how to be respectful yes well, I think there is, you are so proud as a parent when you see your kid being respectful, you know, yeah. to not only adults, but to other kids and to themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's why I thought it'd be good to dive into this to first kind of define what it, what, what lots of times what people are saying by disrespectful and then what we're saying when we want to raise a respectful kid. Okay. But before we get into that, I want to make sure our listeners, you know, we really love feedback from from everybody who's listening. We love comments. I know we've run into a lot of people lately who have told us they've listened to the podcast and enjoyed it. So we really appreciate you sharing the podcast. You know, you can find us on Facebook, on Instagram. I, I know we have a TikTok thing going on now, on LinkedIn, all those different places. You can find The Art of Raising Humans. And I'd appreciate you just sharing this info to other parents. So they can also be equipped. They always talk about how parenting didn't come with a manual. Well, we're trying to create one a little bit, an audio manual, (laughs) maybe to like really help. Because I wish we would have had this um, when we were first starting out. And so we want to give this to every new parent, every parent with teenagers, all the parents to be able to be more fully informed and empowered and equipped to be the parents they want to be. So. If you rate us, we'd love for you to give us five stars and comment on it and share it and all that fun stuff. And you can go to our website, parentinglegacy.com, and you can find all our other resources there. We've got great videos and, and all that kind of stuff. Are you frustrated with the ongoing conflict in your family? Are you kind of sick of the power struggles that seem to happen with you and your kids? Well, we have designed an excellent course just for your situation. And it's called How to Stop Power Struggles and Resolve Conflict. And I'm telling you, when you learn how to resolve conflict, those power struggles start to happen less and less. And soon you raise kids who feel capable to resolve any conflict in their life. So I encourage you to go to our website at www.parentinglegacy.com and find our course there with more than 90 minutes worth of info to help equip you and your spouse to help change these dynamics in your home. And you can find that course on our website at www.parentinglegacy.com. So I hope you take advantage of it. Let's dive into this, Sarah. So when when I say, when you hear someone say the kid is being disrespectful, what do you think that typically means? The first thing that comes to mind is tone. Mm. You know, when they speak yeah. to you and they have that edge in their voice or that tone, uh, sarcasm, uh, mocking, or a just 
they just blowing you off, mm-hmm. don't care what you're saying. Those kinds of things are the first things, especially in the teenage years, but even younger kids, but especially in those teen years where they're just rolling their eyes, those kinds of behaviors, yeah. not truly listening or not really connecting. They're just, oh. You know. Yeah. So you're saying it could be less what they're saying or what they're doing and more the tone in their voice. Can yeah. be kind of a condescending, kind of a mocking, all, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. Dis- I, I also think of. I know this is real common, especially in the teen years. Is they'll say the kid was talking back. Oh, definitely. definitely. And, and and every time I hear that, I understand what the what the parent is saying because, of course, I heard that mm-hmm. too as a kid. Like, don't talk back to me. Mm-hmm. When what, what always kind of confused me, even as a kid, was like, isn't that a conversation? Like a conversation. <laughs> That's true. Is you talk and then I talk, yeah. and I I really think what parents lots of times are saying is they do want it to be a monologue. <laughs> we we want yeah. to just be heard. I'm saying this. Do not talk back. Just yeah. recognize. No, no response. I, other than right. yes, sir, or a nod of the head. Head and yes. immediately go and do what I've said. Yes. Yeah. We, but, we don't want them to challenge. Yes. Yeah. That if they have a challenge or something they're saying back to us, mm-hmm. they're, and I think it is confusing as kids because sometimes your parents are open yeah. to you saying something back to them or questioning, well, I thought this or well, I did it this before, but now I can't. And that's, and other times we're already on edge yeah. and it's don't talk back. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels that it feels like you're just challenging me. You're not listening. And yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I will see that confusion in teenagers I'm helping in, in uh, at the, at the counseling office is those teenagers will be equally confused because they're like, I, I was trying to have, you said this, I disagreed with it. But then like, no, I just need to accept everything you're saying. I think another real popular one is rolling eyes. You know, a teenager yeah. rolling their eyes and even some kids are starting as young as first or second and the parents mm-hmm. are like, they already think they're a teenager because they're rolling their eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that definitely is a trigger. Most people do not like that. Yeah. <laughs> and in that rolling eyes, it can also just be those facial expressions that yes. are dismissive yes. or, oh, parents, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. I anyone. think also uh, ignoring what someone's saying, you know, acting like they aren't listening. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of parents, especially in those elementary years, they keep saying the kid's name and the kid just keeps ignoring what they're saying and the parent will say, I I know they can hear me. You know, Mm -hmm. I am definitely loud enough and they're acting like they can't. It's so disrespectful. Yeah. Um, A kid yelling at them, right? That's pretty obvious. A kid insulting them. A kid cussing at them. Yeah. That fall into that category? Yeah, I have this level in society and you should not speak to me that way. Mm -hmm. We have some a tier system, right? And we we believe that, that I'm of this age or I'm of this rank and now you should behave this way to me. And if you don't do that, that's disrespectful. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking like where I want to go with this is I think a lot of listeners are have many more other things that they would say this would also this not respectful. This is not an exhaustive list. <laughs> yes, I want to go through it all, but because there is many, many. I am surprised sometimes what people think is disrespectful, but I think for the most part, if we sat with a bunch of parents, we could list off 20, 30 things and we'd all kind of agree that those are kind of disrespectful behaviors, mm-hmm. you know? And and I think part of the, 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 if I want to extend the conversation is, I think if we saw those in marriage, we'd also see that as disrespectful too, you know? Yeah. So, so I know right now we're talking about kids, but what we're talking about is disrespect across the board with friendships, with marriage, with kids. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's important to draw that distinction because in order to have a healthy conversation of what is respectful, it should look the same across all relationships. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you agree? I would. Yeah. I, I think sometimes we compartmentalize things and don't realize that 
that's not actually true. Things do affect other areas. They, they, and so you're saying that respect is one of those areas. You can't, oh, I'm so respectful here, but then I'm not respectful yes. here. Or yeah. that person's not respectful there. Those things do affect each other. There's yeah. relationships there. And we need to look at respect across the board, yeah. how we are respectful in all areas and relationships in life. Yeah, because then that leads me to the question, can you only be disrespectful to adults? Yeah. Right, that's not true, right? Yeah. I mean, but I'm saying like in a lot of these conversations, that's what is being spoken that's about. That's the focus. <clears throat> Is, is the kid is being disrespectful. And as a kid, excuse me, you should be able to be respectful to adults. But in, in actuality, respectful communication is to any relationship. Yes. You know? yeah. And and I, I know what they're hinting at. There is this level of authority, right, that they're talking mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. that there should be a, a, do you think it's a different level of respect for people in authority? Mm-hmm. I think maybe it can look a little different, but I would say no. I would say if you're truly a respectful person, and and we'll get into what that really yeah. looks like. I, I don't necessarily think there'd be really large differences. Okay. It could look slightly different. Mm-hmm. Me being respectful to somebody my own, if I'm 13, respectful yeah. to another 13-year-old would look a little different than respectful to a 40-year-old. Yeah. But not in huge ways. Well, because that, that was my question. I'm thinking when you're talking about your kids and listeners, I'm just trying to evoke some, some thought on this because I want to expand it. Is can you can a kid be disrespectful to kids younger than them? Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, so can a thirteen-year-old be disrespectful to a six-year-old? I would say definitely. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> but I'm saying it changes the conversation, right? Yeah. Like a thirteen-year-old talking back to a six-year-old, a thirteen-year-old rolling their eyes to a six-year-old. What well, is that still disrespectful? What does yeah. that look like? Does it take a different? It, we don't rank it the same as a I, society. I we don't rank it the same. But then, you it, are being disrespectful. And then here's the big question: Can parents be disrespectful to their kids? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I would say I think definitely. I think yeah. definitely kids can be disrespectful, I, or parents can be disrespectful to their children. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think we often give that much thought. Yeah. But I think it's really powerful when we do, and I know we're going to get into that. Well, even I love you know. There's an author named C.S. Lewis, and C.S. Lewis. I'm not quoting this exactly, but he talks about observing. Um, he, he never had kids of his own, but he would be observing parents with kids, and he made the comment that if the way he saw the parents treating the kids when they were upset or when they were mm-hmm. you know, displeased with the kid, and he's like, if if this was any other relationship, that kid would leave that relationship, but the kid can't. Yeah. You know? But he's like, if I saw two adults treat each other this way, or I saw like, that person would leave, you know? And, and so I, I'm asking this question because I think it, you can only come to the answer when you see respect you need to have expectations on every relationship being respectful. It would it would be an interesting thought. Put yourself in your kid's shoes with you. Mm-hmm. Would you stay? Would you stay with yeah. how you know you treat your child? Yeah. Uh, you know, in different moments. Sure. Everyone has their great moments. Of but course. just it does cause pause. Yeah. Huh? You know, you reflect back on, I remember I talked to them that way. Yeah. I remember, would I stay in that relationship? Yeah. How would I want to be treated in that? Yeah. Well, I, I have to pause all the time that there's ways in which I might feel okay talking to our kids in ways I don't feel like I could talk to you that way. Yeah. Because I don't think you'd put up with it. Your friends would definitely, <laughs> yes. you know, if you think my my mom wouldn't want yeah. that, my friends wouldn't want that, yeah. my, you know, if you go through all the people in your life, but somehow my children, how is it different? How can can, can I expand it even further, Sarah? I know I didn't put this in the notes, but this comes up a lot when I'm talking to, to adults about this. 
think like 67 years ago in, in our culture in America when it came to marriage, you know, that there's ways in which oh. I could uh-huh. speak to you or say things to you. Mm-hmm. I, I could demand that you not talk back to me. Mm-hmm. I could say things to you like people sometimes do to their own kids in our marriage and it would see, be seen as totally acceptable. I, d- I don't know if people have seen this, but I, there are actual news. You can get you can get pictures and images of actual news clippings, magazine clippings of how to manage your wife. Mm. How to you were allowed to slap or yeah. I think even spank mm-hmm. your wife if yeah. she wasn't behaving, if she yeah. wasn't. And nowadays that oh, yeah. it would be so disrespectful, yeah. right? And yeah. then, so it's interesting. It is an interesting thing that how you know sixty years ago we could speak to men could speak to women this way mm-hmm. and that was okay. Yeah. And well, so I, I, I'm, pause. I'm, how yeah. am I speaking to my children would yeah. I want to be spoken to that way I'm thinking like we could you know me and some other men could have been in a, a locker room 70 years ago at, at a golf club or something and be like man my wife talked back to me the other day or she rolled her eyes at me or she she uh, she is you know didn't agree with me and said no to me right I mean even that would have been disrespectful you just saying no and and so I, I'm what I what I've noticed I'm just I'm just I'm not an expert in this area but I'm thinking what I think changed over those years is eventually um, women were able to go into the workforce and able to take care of themselves financially. You know, they're able to go get an education in college and able to get a degree. And you saw the value mm-hmm. in women increase. So now you weren't dependent on me. You could go do your own thing. And, 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 and I'm so happy about that. I'm glad that our daughters can someday do that, you yeah. know. And there's but, lots of people, groups that have have similar or you know, stories to that where if we, when we raise their value, yeah. all of a sudden how we're speaking to them changes. Well, so then that, that, so I wonder if that has something to do with respect, right? Mm-hmm. Is as, as your value was raised, then it changed how I would communicate to you because no longer, I, I couldn't devalue you anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you were more valuable to me. So what I see happening, I know a lot of times this comes up in, in session with parents, is like, well, my parents talked to me this way or like, this is what's wrong with society is, you know, kids being able to talk back, kids able to say no. And I'd say, I don't know if that's true. I think it's kids understanding their value. It's parents understanding that their kids aren't just commodities. They're not just pets in the house, right? They're really humans that we're trying to raise to be better humans. And there's so many ways we value our children so much. I mean, we would lay down our lives for our children, right? But then there's this other area we think, oh, maybe here's an area of growth. Maybe mm-hmm. we do need to pause and think, how am I, spe- how, how do I justify my communication or my facial expressions or the looks I give my kids? Is that respectful? Would that be okay in other relationships? Yeah. Yeah. Would, would, can, why can't my kids say no to me? And is that a good thing for them yeah. to do? You know, do I want my kid to always say yes to me? Yeah. Do we want our children? And I think everyone would say, no, no, no. But do we want our children to always say yes to authority? Yeah. There are lots of times we all can go through where it wouldn't be okay. That your children, you want your children to be able to think, when do I need to say no? Yeah. When do I actually need to push back yeah. to authority? Because authority doesn't get it all right. Mm-hmm. We can look. There's so many examples in history. It's countless. 
there's times, I mean, I worked with a lot of kids who, who had been abused or had, you yeah. know, been in situations yeah. and they were often obeying the authority figure. Yeah. And so I definitely want my children to know when to say no and when to say yes and to know it's okay to say no. It's yeah. okay to push back and challenge the authorities in your life. And I definitely want them to be adults who can do that. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. They're going to go into yeah. the workplace. They're going to go into all kinds of areas in life, a friendship, a relationship, a dating relationship or something. I want them to be able to say no. I want them to be in tune with themselves of what's a yes and what's a no. Let's shift it. So we've kind of like defined disrespect and kind of gone to a, a lot of different areas with that. Let's go into what does it mean when we say we want a kid that is respectful? Because mm -hmm. we definitely don't want kids who are just eye rolling and yes, yes. healthy communication doesn't yeah. also mean, no, I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. right? yes. So, so, okay. So if we say it's okay to push back, yeah. it's okay for them. It's going to look different than yep. maybe how I was as a kid, perhaps in mm -hmm. relationships. What is that going to look like in a healthy way? Is, what does is, respect yeah. look look yeah. like to between you, us? Yeah, to you, is it a kid saying yes, sir, no, sir, all the time? I think that... Or yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Right. <laughs> in your case, yes. Is that, does that define respect? Is it that simple? Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I see that, and, and I think in different parts of... We're in the United States, so different parts of the U.S., that's a bigger deal than uh -huh, other parts uh -huh. where I was raised. Yes, sir, no, sir, wasn't so much, but I hear it a lot more in the South and other regions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I think it, for me, I think it goes back to the heart. Mm -hmm. I've seen kids go, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, yeah, no, you know, yeah. because they know that's what they're supposed to do. But if you examine, if you ask them really how they felt, it might not line up, but it could. Yeah, It could. It could be a very natural way of communication and they're... And that's how we all communicate, and it is respectful. But I think just that outward behavior does not always mean they actually respect you. Yes. They're just doing what they know they have to do to stay out of trouble. So what I hear you saying is you're going before the discussion. And a lot of people who listen to our podcast will know we're an inward-in type of, of, of people. We're in, we're inward, inward in? What, I am I, what did I, I just say? We're I'm glad your face did that. We're inward, inward in? in? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, we're inward out type of people. So instead of outward in, inward out. So I think a lot of that push on, I want my kid to say yes or no, sir. I want my kid to nod and say, I got it. I, and do exactly mm -hmm. what I'm saying when I say it. I want my kid to always say yes. So all these kind of- Perfect I, eye contact. Yes. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. yes. And so, yeah, look at me, look at me, all this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And so those kind of things were all about an outward in approach that my kid becomes respectful by doing these behaviors that then deem him respectful or him or her respectful, right? right? right. And what we know is we just know that's not true. I know as a school counselor, some of the kids I trusted the least were the ones who said yes or no sir all the time. <laughs> the ones the ones who talked back were the ones that were actually easier to teach because they were willing to have a conversation, you know, mm -hmm. whereas yeah. the other ones shut down and said, I will just do and be whatever you think I should do and be. Yeah. While I, I know how to me. behave yeah. and you have no idea what's going on in my heart, in yeah. my mind. Yeah. But I know these outward behaviors that you, so to speak, want and I will do those. But you don't know if you have that child or you've lost that child. Yeah. yeah. So you, you, you keep coming back to this matter of the heart. It's about having a heart that is respectful. What, what does that mean to have a respectful heart? I mean, because like, I, I know we are passionate about that, but I, I'm trying, I, trying to get it for the listeners how we would um, see that and know that that's being cultivated within the kid. 
I would say that that's a big conversation, Mm -hmm. but I think it's honestly, if the child feels safe, feels loved, Mm -hmm. feels connected to you, then because that that feeling of respect, that's that comes over time. That comes from a relationship. The people I respect are people that I have relationship with. I trust. I trust how they're going to treat me and interact with me. Yeah. So I I think for I think some of that is the 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 weight of that is on the adult to be that show up in the child's life in a way where the child can respect you. If you're, are you worthy of respect? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think the child can't, we can cultivate things in our children, confidence and things in our children that help them be respectful. But I do think we need to own our part in that. Yeah. If I treat someone badly and then be like, respect me, yes, yeah, that's yeah. not going to work. If I treat yeah. you badly, you're not just going to respect me because I want you to. Okay. So, so a couple of key ideas you, you, you kind of brought to mind was one, you're saying we can't demand respect. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can. I mean, we can. We can. You can try, but I mean, it really. I don't know if you're actually going to get real respect. I right? think it's. I think it's like trust. I'm going to jump mm-hmm. in. I know I'm yeah. kind of cutting you off, but I think it's like trust. I can say, trust me, trust me, trust me. Yeah. But then at every turn, if I'm betraying you, mm-hmm. even if you wanted to trust me, you couldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, there'd be this always this thing in your head. Yeah, but every time I do, you fail. So same with respect. I could want to respect you, but if at every turn you're not a person to respect, then it. I can't just conjure that up. Yeah. So then that, that next step is I must first respect myself and then invite you into that respectful relationship. Mm-hmm. When you agree, like respect always starts with me. You know, so, so the picture I've shared this before, I don't think I've done this on the podcast, but I, I like that picture of if you took a, a junky car and you had a junky car out in a field and you saw that junky car, which we've driven through Kansas and we see that sometimes. <laughs> It'd be like uh, some junky car out in the field and be like, that's trash. Why, why don't they pick yeah. up that trash? But if they had a fence around that car, you might think, oh, I bet they're salvaging that for parts, you know? So it raises its value a little bit because you have something called boundaries. There's boundaries around it. But if you had that car in a nice house, in a nice garage, you think, I bet they're going to restore that. And it's probably a classic, you know? Mm-hmm. And so what there is this connection of value, the connection of boundaries, and those two together seem to create respect, you know? Yeah. And I think that's kind of what parents are hinting at a little bit when they are asking the kid not to quote unquote talk back to them or roll their eyes at them. They're trying to set some boundaries. Yes. But but what we're asking the parent to do is set boundaries on themselves first. Yeah. Then invite the kid into that. So I think a lot of our conversations about respectful communication with the kids have been, I am going to ask you to talk to me the way I'm talking to you. Yeah. First, I am a respectful person. Yes. And then I ask people to be respectful to me. Yeah. Or I could flip it around. First, I respect myself and that then creates me into a respectful person, right? So first- Yeah, I meant in respectful person, I meant I respect myself and from that place, I can then respect other people. Mm -hmm. I worked with a lot of teachers throughout the years, and the ones I saw had the most quote unquote respectful classes were really respectful teachers. Mm-hmm. They're teachers that respected the other teachers. They didn't, you know, they, they just in general treated people with respect. And anytime a kid was disrespectful to them, they didn't talk a lot about that disrespect. They just asked the kid, when have I treated you this way? I have not done that. I've treated you this way, and I would like mm-hmm. you to treat me back that way. Mm-hmm. And 
almost 100% of the time, the kid would be like, yeah, that's true. You have. Mm -hmm. You've yeah. And the classes that were constantly struggling with disrespect, they were teachers that in the background would talk disrespectfully about those kids would say negative things about them mm -hmm. or, or, or would express thoughts that were just really gross sometimes about the kids. And you'd be like, no wonder the kid is not respecting you because the kid doesn't feel respected. So mm -hmm. I, I love this kind of deeper level, this deeper conversation about respect where like, if I'm having a respect issue with my kid, I need to go back and say, do I respect myself? What do, what do you think that, what does that mean to you to say, how do I respect myself? The ability, just like all the stuff we said earlier, the ability to have these boundaries and be able to say no sometimes. Like, do I have boundaries on my time? Do I have boundaries on how I speak to other people? Like, mm -hmm. do, do I do have, I have boundaries on how I speak to myself? Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. How, do I beat this, beat up myself? Do I talk and do yeah. I insult myself? Do I say, do, am I doing to myself the very thing I'm asking other people not to do to me? Yes. And maybe that's just why I'm so upset other people are doing it to me because I'm already doing it to myself, yeah. you know? And so to me, it looks like first taking a self inventory. How am I? respecting myself? Am I taking care of myself? Mm -hmm. And then am I treating others the way I want them to treat me? Mm -hmm. and, and, and once I take that inventory, then I can invite other people in my life to now treat me that way as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so powerful. I mean, we just need to kind of sit with that for a moment. It, it is really powerful to think, how do I respect and disrespect myself? I'm wanting to ask other people to respect me, but do I give myself that? Yeah. And and I think, I mean, the answer is always going to be yes and no, right? There's all areas where we think, oh, yeah, I don't really respect myself there. I don't really have boundaries there in my life. Yeah. And then, and equally, when am I respectful? When do I speak to them in disrespectful ways? Yeah. And I need to own that. Mm -hmm. And I love the power of, I mean, it would just, it just turns everything around. When, when people see you respecting yourself and when they see you respecting them or the people around them, it just invites them into something and it's freedom. I think, and it feels so good. It can be a path to get there if you're coming from a long ways away. Sure. For your children, for you, a, a big shift. It's not going to happen overnight, but it can happen and it's so powerful. So what I'm hoping this podcast is doing today is just anybody who's listening to it is stopping for a second. If you're struggling a lot with getting triggered of the disrespect of your kids is to just take today or this weekend to just take a self inventory. How are you talking to yourself? How are you treating yourself? That respect always begins with me. I first must know how am, am I, am I, am, am I talking to myself in a way I want others to talk to me? And then once I do that, then I can invite my kids into doing that as well. And what's so beautiful about it is not only do you change the conversation around respect and disrespect is you also create this healthy sense of boundaries. Like I, I, like I think one aspect of it that I think is really cool in our family is everybody's voice matters. You know, like your opinion is equal to my opinion. Your desires are equal to my desires. Ellie, who's six, her desires are equal. To, we don't get to trump hers just because we're older than hers. Like everybody's voice is heard and respected. Everybody's desires have an equal weight. Go, going back to the, the previous generations where... Uh, the marriage was done differently is back then it was the, 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 the husband had greater weight than the woman's voice, right? Instead of like, no, everybody's voice matters. Everybody's mm -hmm. voice has value. So, so I, I guess that's what I, is, is what value are you giving to yourself and, and your desires and your wants? And then how is that translating to other people in your life, specifically your kids or specifically your marriage? Yeah. 
And so I think in that, as you take that self-assessment, then it switches from trying to demand people be respectful. Instead, it becomes a regular way of treating one another. And it really can switch everything with the siblings. So I know there's so much more to go in the depth here, but we don't want to belabor the point. I just really wanted to kind of define what in general culture is seen as disrespect and just kind of reframe it to what it looks like to actually res- res- raise a respectful kid. That it looks like a kid who knows who they are, who knows what they want, who's able to ask for that in, in, in a way that doesn't trump other people's wants and desires, that they know how to say yes, they know how to say no, and they they, they know how to, how to balance all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can trust they'll be heard. Yes, yeah, yeah, and they don't have to demand they be heard. Yes. Yeah. So I, I hope this was a helpful and enlightening conversation about this. I know it's a deep, deep topic. Would love to hear your feedback on even some of the ways that disrespect bothers you and ways in which you are raising respectful children as well. So um, we just would ask you to share this, send it to other people who you know need some help and assistance. And we really appreciate you taking the time to listen today. Have a great day. The Art of Raising Humans podcast should not be considered or used as counseling, but for educational purposes only. <laughs>